Welcome to the Prophecy Club. This is going to be an unusual broadcast, and this is going to be a broadcast that is not informing you about how current events deal with Bible prophecy, but instead we are going to be talking about you today. In other words, your part that God wants you to play in the last days concerning Bible prophecy. As you recall, I have said many times, if you're listening to the Prophecy Club broadcast, you're not listening for yourself. You are being trained. You're being raised up to be able to give an answer in the days ahead. So we're going to be talking about what God is going to be doing with you. I'm talking about Prophecy Club listeners. Now, if you're just casually listening from time to time, you probably need to be listening on a more regular basis because... I don't think God sends people to listen to the Prophecy Club for entertainment. I mean, it's certainly not something that's going to lift you up and make you feel better in your day. But at the end of the day, Prophecy Club is preparing a group of people. Well, here, he told me this. I'm called to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. I'll say it again. I am called to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers, that's you, working miracles. Again, I've said for years that you're not listening for yourself. You are listening, preparing one day to give an answer to one day when a lot of people to Jesus. And that's what this is all about. And that's what this broadcast is going to be talking to you about. So here's what happened. I mentioned it one time on one broadcast uh, along about probably about August the 5th that we're going to have Andre Bronkhorst, a prophet, come in and speak at our church, and I invited all of you to come out. Well, some of you did drive a long ways. One couple came in from Ohio to this meeting. Now, I want to tell you about Andre. Okay, so Leslie and I have, you know, we've been around a long time. We did over 60 of these Power of Jesus Crusades. Those Power of Jesus Crusades were primarily about giving personal prophecies helping people to learn to take some of the first baby steps to be able to hear God and to prophesy the word of the Lord to other people. We did over 60 of them. I have worked with many prophets. There were times when we had, well, like, for example, I would tell you about one of them. We had 450 people in Detroit. And the way we would work it is as the various prophets were speaking, we had another room that typically had four three by eight tables. At each table, we had a senior prophet, a junior prophet, and then if we had one, we had the greenhorn prophet. And I told the people, when you go back into this other room, please do not say anything. Don't ask them any questions. Don't ask them about buying or selling stock or none of that sort of stuff. You sat down and not trying to be offensive, but shut up. Don't tell them anything. Don't tell them your name. Don't tell them where you work. Nothing. You sat down and you listened to the word of the Lord. And in those days, we used a little handheld cassette tape recorder. And the none of the people at the table were obligated to prophesy a thing. If they didn't get anything, they didn't have to say anything. But God showed up powerfully. So the senior prophet would prophesy typically three to five minutes. Then the junior prophet would prophesy on top of that. And then the greenhorn, if they picked up anything. But the senior prophet at the table was responsible for every word spoken, and we did not allow anything to be said that was negative. Well, out of the, and we did 60 of those. Some of them had as many as 800 people at the meeting. 
and everyone that went to the meeting was guaranteed to get a prophecy. Now, again, the prophets weren't obligated to prophesy to them, only if they heard, but they all heard. People would walk out of that prophecy room blowing their nose and wiping tears almost every time. And when I was done, I would say, how many of you heard from the word of the Lord? And all of the hands went up like trip hammers. So I've been around prophecy a lot. Leslie and I have each given over 5,000 personal prophecies. So again, I'm familiar with it. Now, having said that, I'm going to tell you that I have never seen anybody give personal prophecies as accurately and as specifically as this Andre Bronkhorst of South Africa. And Leslie and I both agree the prophecy that I'm about to play for you that was given to us personally, but I'm going to tell you it was also given to you. Many of the parts in this prophecy is talking about you, the listeners of the Prophecy Club. That's why I'm going to play it. I'm not playing it to try to pat ourselves on the back. I'm playing it because many of the things said are actually speaking to you, the listeners. I want you to specifically hear several things as I'm going to play what he prophesied to Leslie and I in just a second. I want you to hear that radio and TV are going to be expanding. Now, the reason is, is because we're going to need people working in our ministry, working at the sports stadiums. We're going to need help. And many of those helpers, obviously, we can't run an ad in Craigslist. Okay, They're going to come from our faithful listeners and supporters. That means you. I want you to hear that. I want you to hear that God is going to give us a new building, a new location for meetings, training and equipping. That's talking to you. Also, meetings will be taking place in several cities. Obviously, we will need helpers. Listeners will be changed from listeners and you will become sons and daughters. He'll explain that. And I knew that that needed to happen, but I never knew God was going to start doing that. But again, you'll listen. Also, he said, I've been given the spirit of revelation. Well, I knew, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. I don't know what you call it, but I knew that when I memorized the book of Revelation and then when I wrote that, I knew something, something different came over me. I used to be a guy that was, very unemotional. You could not get a tear out of me uh, anyway. But And now <laughs> Leslie, Leslie actually teases me about it. You just blubber all the time. <laughs> you blubber all the time now. So I, something different. Uh, I mean, all of our congregation members have, have say that they've seen a difference. And, you know, probably, I don't know if you guys have been able to discern a difference on the radio, but <sighs> there has been a change come over me. Anyway, and it's a, it's a good thing. It's different. <laughs> it is good. Anyway, I also want you to hear that I am an apostle. Not to pat myself on the back, but I want you to hear because part of what apostles do is transfer. And that is transfer an anointing to you when I can anoint you with oil and lay hands on you. I want to transfer the spirit of revelation that I got to teach and to minister and to walk in sevenfold miracles. I can pray till I'm blue on the face on the radio, but I don't think it happens that way. Okay, <laughs> Paul didn't pray for people on the radio. He went and he anointed and he laid hands on them. And that's what he said. And that's the way it works. It is kind of like a virus. You catch it more than learn about it. Okay, It's caught more than taught. 
So I'm going to about to tell you about a meeting. I want you to come to the meeting because I want to lay hands on you. I want to anoint you with oil so that this spirit of revelation that I was given, and this is what he he didn't know this, okay? He didn't know any of this stuff. I mean, we went to lunch before we he ministered, but he didn't know anything about me. He didn't know anything about Leslie. But again, it, I want you to hear you. That's the reason I'm playing. I want you to hear you and your call to be part of the end times. I'm saying this is your invitation to step into ministry, your invitation to help fill the kingdom of God, your invitation to be something more than what you are right now. Apostles can impart kingdom wealth and blessings, so say the scriptures, and so says this prophecy. We're going to hold a crusade. October 4, 5, and 6 in Evansville, Indiana. We'll be talking about that more. I want you to be there. If you want to serve, if you want to go from the bench to being in the game, if you want to put on the helmet, if you want to put on <laughs> helmet of salvation, if you want to put on the shoulder pads, if you want to be in the game, winning souls, if you want to be teaching Bible prophecy, working miracles at the end of your hands, laying on of people, hands, if you want to be in that, then you will be at this meeting. You can trust me. I want you to hear him say that. In other words, I'm not just a voice on the radio. This is a man of God, and both Leslie and I, and I might add everybody else in the room that got a prophecy from him, they all say they've never heard a prophecy this accurate, this specific. It was like Jesus was in the room talking to each one of us. These weren't little two- or three-minute popcorn prophecies. This prophecy I'm about to play for you lasts 17 minutes. But I don't want you to hear about Stan and Leslie. I want you to hear yourself in ministry, in the last days, winning souls, walking in sevenfold miracles. I want you to hear that. So we're going to go to that prophecy now. I want to pray with you as a couple before we continue for what you carry in God's plan and purpose for you, that the Lord has for you. There's a door that I see that's connected to radio and television that have closed. It have closed. And I, and I, and I hear God saying he'll, he's going to open that door again. It was a huge door connected to television and radio. And God says he's about to open that once again for you. Now, I see a location that God is preparing for you, and it's not this location. And the location land that I see, it has facilities on it, and there's some training and equipping that's taking place on that place. And I know about the conferences and the things that you're speaking about, but this area that I see in the Spirit will be big enough for many of the conferences to happen on that place, happen on, on that facility right there. It's land, it's many things that's connected, it's not small. So it's big. There's many offices, many things that's happening there. There's space for, for things to happen right there. I see two businessmen that God is raising up, That two men that you don't know right now, that's not connected to you or the ministry at all right now. Two men that God is raising up, and I see in the spirit that these two men will become um, the greatest supporter for you personally and then also for the ministry, these two men. See, the, the, what the vision that I had this Afternoon is um, it's one man that's, that's holding up your left hand and the other one holding up your right hand. And they're helping you and strengthening his kingdom finances that God has set aside for the right time, for the right moment to be released in that. Now, 
A size of a ministry is never defined by the members, but by the sons and daughters of the house. That's the size of a ministry. And so it's a season now as well of raising up sons and daughters. And when I look in the spirit, I see many sons and many daughters. I mean, it's not about how many members the church of people have. You have sons. You have daughters that carries the same anointing, the same DNA, the same word that you've been preaching. They carry that word. And suddenly it's time for the sons to stand up and the daughters to stand up. I see suddenly a shift that's happening in the spirit where they're taking responsibility. I mean, they've been there always, but they have never taken responsibility. And suddenly the sons and daughters are standing up, spiritual sons and daughters. They're standing up and they're taking that responsibility. They're backing you and they're taking a great load off you, a great load. I hear God saying, there's yes, many material and things that you've brought out and that you will bring out in the future. But I, there is one book, one specific book, one more. And in the spirit I sense that God is saying, this book is, is, will be your last assignment when it comes to books, book writing. This book. Now see, God is asking one, one thing more of you. Now, <laughs> if you think things that you've done or things that you've written have brought persecution, this book. <laughs> and I mean, you're not looking for it. It's not your intention to try to find it. But I hear this one book and it's going to bring, because this book is not directed toward, towards the world or sinners. It's towards the church. It's speaking to the church. And it's confronting the church uh, on many areas where for years they know that they've been weak and they know that they've missed it. But it's confronting the church. It's strengthening the church. It's not for the world. The church have written, many people have written books towards the world. But I see that this last book, this last assignment is directed to the church, to the local church. We're speaking to them about standing up and being raised. Now, I've only met you now, so I don't know um, everything that you do and what you're busy with and titles and that. But in the spirit, you are called to be an apostle. That's who you are. It's what you carry in the spirit. And you carry it well. Apostolic is upon your life. Apostolic. Now, one area of the apostolic that people don't understand or it's been misrepresented, and that is kingdom wealth. You see, the apostolic can release wealth. It releases wealth. The apostolic does not just pray about things. It, it gets up and it does things. It, it does things. In South Africa, we have apostle. There's an area of, um, of drugs and, and, and liquor stores and that. And the apostle stood up and he went into that area and he bought all the property. And he closed it down. That's the apostolic. And this is what I see what God is releasing now in your life. is the wealth part of it. Kingdom wealth. Where the wealth will be there to go in and make changes. To go in and not just speak about things. But to go in and the wealth will back it. If there's land that need to be bought, it'll be bought. If there's things that, that wealth need to step in to make that change. To, to push that person out of office so it'll, it'll be there to do it. There's tremendous favor in this season to come with government. Government is upon your shoulders. Government. And I see Texas specifically. Somehow you're being assigned to this, to this state, Texas. Favor here. So there's government that is upon your shoulders in this nation, but specifically Texas as well. I see favor, favor. God giving you favor with the right people. Now there's some of these 
these relationships are just temporarily. It's not it's for a season. It's for a season. Somehow there's people that have been enemies to you, but they'll become friends. And after that season, they'll become enemies again. So I sense that it's seasonal. It's seasonal, how God's connecting you with the right people. God's saying, don't worry or feel that by associating with them that you are supporting what they are standing for. Don't worry about that. God's saying he's opening up doors and giving you influence and favor in certain places so that you can touch laws and regulations, things that will be connected to the future. There's a reason and a purpose for that. Remember the mandate that is upon you. Now, I'm, I've met many people in the world in the world that speaks about Bible prophecies, and but I honestly have, have to say to you that I've not met someone that that um, is connected to that, and it's, that's not crazy. But today I've met someone. I, I think you're the first person in the world that I meet that, that is a man of truth, a man of truth that's real. There's a lot of flaky people out there. And, and um, if I say flaky, when I speak about schemes today, is that they're doing things for personal gratification and that. But I hear the Lord saying that here's a man that was willing, not just once, but several times, to lose everything. You've placed your life on the line. You were willing to lose everything, to give everything up for His plan and purpose. And that's why I share this word with you tonight. And in Judges, when he speaks about Samson, and he says he will take the lead. And so tonight I'm here to say that God is calling you to take the lead. To take the lead. He says you will take the lead. And he calls you a man after his own heart because, because you will do whatever he wants you to do. You will do it. It's never been about your name or to be, be seen. And you've been through tremendous tests. Tremendous tests. But I'm here today as a couple to say to you that you've, you've passed those tests. And there's been a season of being stripped of many things. Stripped of friends. Stripped of people. Stripped many areas, but I hear God saying, it's time to build you up once again. It's time to put back, to put people back in your life. There's some high caliber, there's some really great relationships that you had to sacrifice. Speak relationships. And if you, <laughs> if you, um, would have held on to those relationships, it could have really helped you by now. But you chose God. You chose the word. You would not compromise the word. And because of that, you lost those, those relationships, those friendships. And God is saying he's about to put back into your life, connect you with people. See, many people that have persecuted you in the past, but I hear the Lord saying that these people suddenly are turning back to you and these people will become your greatest supporters, same people that persecuted you. They will be the ones that will stand with you in this hour, in these days. They will be there. They will help you. They will support you. There's many things that you've said over the years and it's connected to these people, people that have left you because of what you've said. But suddenly, it's coming into fulfillment. And they're witnessing it. They see the fulfillment of that. And they're returning. And suddenly, relationships are being restored. Because they say, you, you, you were right. It happened exactly. So God is doing that. It's not your responsibility. It's not on, on your behalf. God will send back people and put back people in your life. What is important right now in this season is sons and daughters. Is to be, they, is to get, they need to stand up. They need to stand up. And so prophetically, I call them forth. I call the sons in. I call the daughters in. It's time for them to stand. Now, you have more sons and daughters that can fill this room. 
they're all over. I look through this nation, and there's some of them in other nations as well, but I see little streams of water that's flowing throughout the earth. Little streams. The God's saying tonight that those streams will become a great river. Those sons and daughters will stand up and they will run and see the Spirit like a flame, like a torch. They're running with that word. They're running and running. There's no fear upon them. They will go and they will run forth. They will speak on your behalf and they will carry the same anointing. Now you have a gift of revelation. It's a gifting. It's not normal. I mean, it's the greatest scholars in the world today don't have that gift. You've got a gift that's upon you. But I hear God saying, as a sign, your sons and daughters will carry that same revelation. You will open up their eyes to see as well. Their eyes will be, they'll be enlightened. They will witness and see. It's not secondary information. They will see. The same revelation will come forth in their lives as well in this season. Okay? So, ma'am. Okay. Have you written anything? You write stuff? You write things? What do you write? Okay. Now, what I sense tonight is specifically the prophetic. Prophetic. I don't know how many books or things you've written on the prophetic specifically, but I hear God saying it's time to write about the prophetic. Now, there's many things that you personally carry as well, and those things might seem simple or easy, but it's not. It's great revelation. Great revelation. And I see how this material starts to develop into a course. It's like a manual that's coming forth on the prophetic. A manual on the prophetic that's coming forth. And God's saying, He's asking you to write it not just so that you can teach it, but so that others can teach it. And this material will come forth. And it will be sent all over the world. I see it being translated in three other languages as well. I see it being taught by other people. That material. They're teaching. They're raising up others. Helping them. And I mean, you carry, you've got the foundation and the basic principles, but then at the same time, you've got you've got big things. There's weightiness to what you have and what God has deposited in your life. But it's time for that to come forth. It's time for it to be released. And there is in my spirit tonight, there's an urgency when it comes to the prophetic specifically. You can write about anything, but the prophetic specifically in this season. Urgency, urgency to write and to release in this place. Okay? I see this nation or this um, state, Texas, and in this state, I see where we are right now, but in the form of a triangle, I see two other cities, where where those two places, it's like a well that's locked up there in those places, and God is, God is releasing it. And when it comes to ministry and meetings, sensing the Spirit, it seems like those conferences and things that you're doing, I see in these two other places here, but two other places, they're coming forth. Coming forth, and it's um, the I don't know what the how to word it, but it looks like a revival. Something that's happening in those two cities. So there's two cities within Texas that God's giving. He's giving you those cities. He's giving you those cities. Giving you those areas, and there's tremendous breakthroughs are going to come in those two places. The men that I spoke about, the businessmen, I see one is from the one place, and the other one's from the other one. From the two, from the two different places, that's rising up in that. It's important. The conferences I've asked you today about when the next conference is, and I, uh, <laughs> I can only share what I see. I sense it's going to be earlier than what you say, <laughs> a lot earlier, because it's not your idea. It's God. God's in it, and He's busy doing. God's busy recruiting people, getting them connected. 
and they're coming and they're responding and God will raise it up. And so it's important to do that and more frequent, more regularly, that meeting will become the main focal point for the season in your life. Okay? How many children do you have? Okay. So one, one child that is not connected to ministry right now, but that is the one that needs to come in. That's the one that needs to be connected to the ministry. Others have been faithful. Others have been there. But this one child has been running and running and running. And it's, this child is important for, for the next season, for what God is doing. This child will be more involved in the ministry than anyone else. That child. God's calling in that child. A child has been running and running from God's purpose and destiny. Now, I want to say to you... <laughs> <laughs> that child is like a horse that needs to be broken in. I mean, God's very gracious and, and patient up until the point. Very gracious. But then the day comes where he says, okay, now it's time. And so tonight I'm here to call that child into the kingdom. To call that child in. Call that child in. Into God's kingdom. Call that child in. I release that word. It's time for that child to, to come in. seems like all your prayers has been going to that one child all the time. Spring and praying and praying and praying and praying. We'll see what God will do. It's been, it's been a desire. I mean, you were willing to sacrifice everything, even your personal desires and things, but God knows about it. He knows about the things that's important to you. And in this season, God's stepping into those areas of your life as well. Amen. Amen. Bless you. I want you to stand as a couple. We're going to pray for you. Stretch out your hands to them and let's just bless them. Father, we pray for this couple, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the calling that's rested, resting upon them and resting upon their family, Father. Father, tonight I stand here, Lord, and for the first time I see people and a couple that's genuine, that's really in this for you. They have no other desire, Lord. And Father, we want to come and bless them, Father. I call it forth, and even as the word's being released tonight, I call that word forth, and I declare it will not return void. Father, we call it into fulfillment. I pray for that child. I pray for their wealth. I pray for the sons and daughters. But as they're standing here tonight, Lord, in the spirit, I call the sons and daughters forth. I call them. I call that same revelation that they carry, that they will, those sons and daughters will stand up. And Father, in this season, you'll make the load easy. The sons and daughters will start to carry the vision. They will start to have a greater passion and hunger for the vision than they initially had. <laughs> they will not sleep. The sons and daughters will not sleep at night. The passion will burn in them. The fire will burn in them, Father. They will realize the urgency of what needs to do, needs to be done. Father, thank you for this book, Lord. I declare, Lord, that as this book is published, I declare that nothing will stop it, Father. I declare open doors. I declare favor, Lord, that it will go to the hearers who need to hear it, Father. That the church will embrace that book and they will listen to it. They will accept it, Father. And I declare that those words will make a great impact in the church in this. Even though it might be confrontational, Lord, but it will still challenge the church to become greater in these days. I declare it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let me see that. Thank you so much. If you want to be a part of serving God in the last days, then I'm going to suggest a couple of things. First of all, and most important, you need to get my book. Don't just read it. It's not a novel. Study it. Go through it several times. Next thing is, we'll be telling you more about it in the coming days, but you need to get yourself to this crusade that we're holding in Evansville, Indiana. Why? One big reason. Because I want to lay hands on you. 
I want to anoint you so that the spirit of revelation can come on you so that you can teach Bible prophecy in the last days and help win souls. You want to be in the ministry, you want to win souls, you want to teach Bible prophecy, then you will find a way to get to this meeting. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. God showed me a single word, first fruits, is a secret door found in Revelation and Leviticus. When linked together, the end time events can be placed in chronological order. For the first time, we can know what feast Jesus returns on, the feast for the judgment seat of Christ on the great white throne, and the feast upon which the wheat is resurrected, and on the day the new Jerusalem comes down to earth. And even though I've been in Bible prophecy for 40 years, I freely admit to you that I knew nothing that is revealed in this book supernaturally. So you probably know nothing that is in this book. One prophetic word said, There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Don't get one for $20. Instead, get five for 30 or 10 for 55 Or a new case price, 60 books for $250. That's 60 books in a case for $250. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy at prophecyclub.com. 